drum roll. Drum roll. And greetings, Earth family. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to take it more serious, you guys. Okay. So greetings, Earth family. Hi, how are you doing? Today we are here talking with Amanda Ray. She is a wonderful, wonderful healer, shadow worker, many, many titles. Maybe you could actually tell us about the things that you do. So I don't hold for any of it. Please. Absolutely. Cause it's a mouthful. So thank you so much first for having me on. Um, yeah. So I am a freaking, I'm a healer. I'm a medium. I'm a channel. Um, however, my, my career is psychedelic integration. Um, and I specialize in alternative recovery with that. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, Thank Jack you. of all trades, master of none. Mm, you know, while, while that saying is great, I'm not too fond of it because, because, uh, you know, we're kind of discrediting ourselves in, in a, in a way you because we kind of are mastering these things that we're absolutely obsessed with. This is true. Right. I know. Isn't it interesting? It's like, at what point do I get to say that I'm the master? You know what I mean? Cause it's like, I do think about that a lot. Cause it's like, you know, like, we're always walking that balance of like not of staying humble and, and remaining the student of life, you know, but also being able to be like, but I'm also a teacher. I've also like really mastered this craft, even though there's always more I can learn about it. This is my right. special interest, which means it's going to continue to be my special interest. And in, in there's so many ways to so many more things to keep learning about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, that's so, uh my hobby i'm pretty sure that's your hobby just learning about all of this stuff all of it yeah uh i mean technically we'll never be not never but we'll technically for a really 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 long time never be masters because there's just right. so much to continue to learn at the same yeah. time at the same time uh we kind of we're we kind of are mastering this stuff 100 100 exactly yes that's so legit because it really is true you know, I think that's what I can get guilty of is not giving myself enough credit because especially when we'll get into like my background and how we got here, but especially because my path was messy and dirty. And so, you know, I can still, and I've gotten much, much better, but I, you know, can still have the, the whispers of the, uh, the imposter syndrome, if you will, that goes like, who the fuck am I? You know what I mean? And, and this person's got the degrees and the things that say that, you know, all this stuff, but then, you know, but I just know it and I don't know how I know it. <laughs> so, you know, that can be harder. Yep, exactly. Yep. And then, and now it's like stepping into that, like, it doesn't matter. I don't need credentials. I don't need to give you sources. If you want to look it up, look it up. If you agree, great. If you don't, don't, but as you know, it's okay to have source be the source. Exactly. That's exactly it. Source is my source. That's what I say when I, whenever somebody's like, can you give me sources for that? I'm like, source, check yourself. <laughs> word yep. <laughs> yep. our vibe is so very similar uh you got so like before before we got on here i'm not even gonna go into what we talked about <laughs> yeah right no because it's gonna start a whole can of worms being yeah, open really but uh yeah me and her we just kind of like we we vibe we, yeah, really we just vibe. totally nerded out in the best okay. possible way <laughs> and uh we we have discussed that we me and her and another wonderful being um that has actually already been on this um, podcast. Uh, she probably, if she says yes, because I haven't asked her yet, but uh, <laughs> we're going to go into a, a topic uh, that we'll, I guess, if we remember, we'll just- <laughs> That's always a possibility. 
uh, we'll discuss at the very, very end of uh, this episode. We just, it just kind of, we, we don't want to like throw it on you right away. But uh, anyway, if we remember, it's coming. I dig uh, it. Yep. We'll see what happens. So, uh, <laughs> so let's uh, let's uh, try to get into the topic of uh, your ascension journey, the the good and the bad, and the ugly, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Love it, love it. So my ascension journey um, was definitely through hell. Like, so I will, I I can honestly say, right, like people will say, like when they like reawakened or whatever, and I'll say, um, so about. So eight years ago, I used a really beautiful plant medicine and psychedelic that helped me to trust how different and unique my path was. So that's when you could kind of say I like reawaken, quote unquote, but I will say I've come to understand I was never asleep. So um, I... I always saw the world differently. I was, I, I used to feel like I lived on the other side of a mirror. I can remember like one of my biggest fears when I was little was thinking I wasn't real. Like, am I even real or are they not real? Cause obviously, of course, at that point I can't, I, you know, had this, you know, it had to be one or the other, you know? And so I was so confused and it was so lonely. And of course I believed I was wrong. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and, um, but I, saw through especially when oh once school started man I mean like I'll tell you in first grade I got in trouble because I would not turn in homework because I was like this is stupid however every disabled kid would turn in their homework with my handwriting because I wanted them to pass like you know what I mean like I wanted them to like feel supported and do good I just didn't give a shit and and like so I have like literally am Man, I mean, I remember even like in fifth grade, I like made a teacher cry because she was talking shit about one of my friends who had muscular dystrophy. And I went up to that woman, just no fear and was like, listen here, ma'am, like this boy is only supposed to live to the age of 16. You have no idea what his life is like. And, and so, I mean, I've told a toe with the police officer in seventh grade, you know, cause I like couldn't conform. Like, and I wanted to in a lot of ways cause I knew my life would be easier but I couldn't. And so what happened was I adopted, of course, the label of the bad kid, you know, um, I couldn't, I would also too, like, so then once, um, of course, you know, like now you get puberty involved. Right. And like, um, and that confused the shit out of me. Cause I was like friends with these girls at one point. And all of a sudden now like we have boobs and suddenly like, I'm a slut. I don't know. You know? So it was so confusing. And I just, yeah, so really what kind of what happened was I remember, so seventh grade was a really pivotal, pivotal year. That's, you know, when stuff really started to kind of hit the fan for me. Um, and I remember in D.A.R.E., of course, the D.A.R.E. program, right, being taught about all of these different substances, feeling also inside of me that inner knowing that what I was being told was a lie, which also just really piqued my curiosity. It was so I was I was called to drugs at a very young age. And I don't like to call them drugs. I think everything's a medicine. Um, honestly, I believe everything is about our intention. I, I don't like to like label and box things that, I mean, they're spirits to me, it's all a spirit, right? And sometimes that spirit's going to make us channel a darker aspect of this reality. And some spirits are going to help us to channel um, higher aspects of this reality, but either way, they're helping us to channel and release something. And so I uh, started you know, I like knew in that moment, in seventh grade, like the minute I could get my hands on stuff, I was, I was, I was going for it, you know? Um, and it started really uh, like, honestly, 
to me, it always felt like research. Like I just was so curious about consciousness and about the ability to change your consciousness. And, um, but you know, so things like I said, though, you know, with life, of course, then like diagnoses come into play and, and they, they would, you know, label me, uh, you know, with ADHD, you know, depression, anxiety, manic, bipolar. Um, and I, and, you know, and I like, didn't necessarily vibe with any of that either, but was like, okay. And just like I said, I just like, I kind of assumed that I was broken, which ultimately, um, led me down a path to choosing heroin was like, like my first, my first love. I like had gone through at that point, several different sexual assaults. I was expelled from school, you know, and like, and just like I said, I really fell into this bad girl role was like, and it felt like such an amazing armor because I also knew I was a freaking marshmallow. Like I loved harder than it, it would to rip it would rip me apart you know what I mean how deeply I loved I also had the fear that I was evil like even though I loved so deeply and knew I was a marshmallow so many really intense traumatic experiences would happen to me over and over again and I I remember thinking to myself at a young age like I must have been like a really evil person in a past life or so like I I must be evil because I don't know why this keeps happening to me and so um, you know, and, and my experience with heroin was, um, honestly at the, at the time when I was, I was 18, it was a straight up suicide attempt. I had just lost, um, a, a, like a, well, an ex-boyfriend, but we were so very, very close. Um, and, and a really good friend in a drunk driving accident, I got in my own car accident and, and was sexually assaulted three weeks prior to that. So I was just like, done. I was like this, you know what? Like, I can't, I can't, I check out. And so I, I ended up running into somebody from high school that was very clearly high lied to this poor kid. Like now I think about how shitty this would have been for him. I lied to this poor kid and told him I had done heroin before was like, Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I totally got this because I was really hoping to overdose. Like that was kind of like, honestly, my intention, I knew I'd either die or I'd get high and I was cool with either one. And so uh, he said I could come to his house and because I didn't know anything else about this substance, I let him shoot me up right away. So I went from zero to a hundred real quick. There wasn't baby steps. Um, you know, prior to that, it was like maybe like drinking every once in a while and smoking weed or whatever, but yeah. And I remember like when he, when he did the thing, I, I stood up cause I was like, Oh shit, I'm about to die. Right. Like, so I stood up and went, <gasps> and then all of a sudden this warmth took over me and I realized at that time in that moment that was the first time I had ever felt safe in my body suddenly all of these intense sensations that I had always experienced were quiet right and so at the time I did not realize what I was doing was numbing my psychic gifts and abilities and I didn't know that I was a psychic you know what I mean and that's why I was you know experiencing all this stuff um so yeah, and you know, and, and once I've been able to look at it like that, that helped me let go of that shame, right? Like, of course, if that's the first time I ever felt safe in my body or anybody else that wrestles with addiction feels safe in their body, it makes sense that they would do anything and everything to keep chasing that feeling. So essentially I was on that journey with um, heroin for about eight years. And I, that was all still a part of my ascension and awakening process. I've really come to understand, especially after getting clean, I will have periods of time where I feel like I'm withdrawing just from the ascension symptoms. 
And so I put, I correlated the two together and was like, oh, wow. So like every time I was actually withdrawing from heroin in the third dimensional reality, that's how it was showing up. But really it was my body upgrading and integrating these energies and, and releasing these karmic patterns and stuff. So essentially, um, you know, I really like took a turn when I turned 21 in jail and hit my knees and was like, Jesus, take the wheel essentially was like, I don't know what to do. And that is when my, it's like my mediumship kicked back in and this bright, bright light came and filled me up more than the heroin did like safer, safer, safer in my body in like a real way. Right. And so, um, yeah, after that, I started trying, right. I did not accomplish staying clean for a few years, but I, that's when I was like, oh, there's something else happening here. Um, so ultimately I, I went through lots of different, like my, you know, I let my spirituality grow. I, I would have to say that I was, I was on more of a Christian path because I did call to Jesus in my cell, but I never resonated with Christianity and a lot of the teachings of the church. Like, so I consider myself to be a disciple of Jesus. Like I want to be like Jesus versus like just worshiping Jesus. Right. So, um, yeah, so I'd say that's like where my path started was, was Christianity, but especially, um, I, you know, I tried to go to several different traditional treatment, um, programs, And again, it was one of those feelings, same as I had in school where I was being lied to. I was like, no, this doesn't, this doesn't sit right. Like I can't, I can't, I can't believe that I am broken or different because I lived a a life of a lot of very intense traumatic events and chose to numb that out. Or like, and again, at this time, I didn't even realize, you know, the psychic component of it, but couldn't, couldn't subscribe. So eventually got to the point where I had to just follow this knowing. And so I sat with a really beautiful medicine called Ibogaine eight years ago, and the medicine was just a catalyst. It was, it, but it just, it, I had the experience with my guides, with my higher self, um, with death too, and understood was like made, it was made clear to me that I wasn't wrong. Right. Like, and that doesn't mean that everybody else is wrong, but that I wasn't wrong for myself and that other people were also going to resonate with this and that I needed to continue pushing forward, right? And so so that opened up, and which is why I became a psychedelic integration coach because um, I had to learn what to do by learning what not to do. Cause that's essentially, again, that's how I've learned. So after my experience, um, it just kind of all started to fall into place really. You know, it started just with like, honestly, I, I, the first commitment I made to myself was falling asleep every night to sophageal frequencies or sound healing like that. So I can reprogram in my sleep. There's no, I don't have to work for it. I don't have to do anything. So it started there. Right. Which then like led to me remembering at one of my treatment centers, I was hooked up to a machine that told me I'm a very gifted meditator, which makes sense because I exist in the theta realm of things. So, so I was like, okay, meditation, like I can do that. Right. And, um, you know, which led to like a pretty intense addiction to meditation because you can get addicted to healthy things. And so I was in the astral realm fucking six hours a day, like just didn't want to touch back down to earth. Right. Didn't, didn't want to ground. People would tell me I needed to ground. I was like, no, I'm like, no, thank you. I like it up here, which led to a very intense Kundalini, spontaneous Kundalini awakening. Um, about two years after 
yeah, about two years after the I began. And that's when like, um, the, yeah, that's when I really became a clear vessel and channel and, and all of my mediumship abilities really opened up to a point where I like no longer necessarily even want control of my body or vessel. Like I've given it over to my higher self, you know what I mean? And like, whatever is best for me. And so, yeah, so that, and I do think that these spontaneous Kundalini awakenings are happening more and more to people who have no background or experience. And, um, yeah, so, you know, and like you said, it's kind of like a, like, not like a never ending process. I know that like, you know, I do feel like we'll get to a point where it's more stable, right. But always continuous, you know? So yeah, like I said, I definitely, it was a lot of uh, trial by fire, trial by fire awakening process. Love it. Thank you so much. Yes. I really appreciate the, 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 the rawness, the honesty, the, you know, the, the darkness really. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, as many people consider this to be the case that when, whenever we go through the really, really dark, dark, dark levels of, of our experience, like the more, the more capacity we have for the light, like it's a similar, it's similar to like the more your heart breaks, like I've noticed, like, like my sensitivity allows my heart to break really like, yeah. like really crack deep and you know like but on the other side of it like the way I, I've stated it is I don't know if I've heard it somewhere probably I've heard it somewhere I'm not sure but like it feels to me that like all those cracks are just more surface areas to love with amen right amen. So it's, like, it's like I like the depth one way so the depth could go the other way for sure. Cause it's like, it's like you, you know, like in so many ways, having my heart broken over and over desensitized me to like, I don't have fear of it breaking. Like where I used to run from love or from good experiences because I was afraid to lose it. And now it's like, I've had shit taken from, I have lost it all, regained it, lost it all, regained it. I've had my heart broken, end a relationship, whatever that like, I just welcome experiences. Like I'm not afraid of how long it's going to last or, you know, needing to attach to it and just like enjoying it in each moment. Exactly. Same, same. We've been through so much shit. We're just like, Hey, if it comes, thank goodness. Yeah. Right. it leaves right exactly i'm gonna be fine either way it's experience it makes yep. us wiser you know that all the pain all the experience it makes us wiser it's okay it yep. is what it is. now while I'm, I'm in the moment i don't like it of course but yeah, of, course. of course i understand it from right. outside of it <laughs> yeah exactly it makes it so much easier as long as like you know it's like because you've got to like that's what i recognize too is um and a lot of like the like false spiritual teachings that make us feel like we have to constantly stay at this high vibration right is then we're not honoring our humans experience because we stay just like in our fifth dimensional consciousness of like this is serving a purpose but it's like yes this is serving a purpose but also my human can feel whatever it is feeling right now because it's about the human's experience in this life and and whenever we go through uh those kinds of phases where we're like overwhelmed with let's say depression whatever the case heartbreak whatever it is there's other light workers holding down the fort so we don't always have to be like because like our job technically is to anchor the light yeah exactly and when we're going through our like human experience of darkness or whatever again 
there's others that are holding the light. Don't be, don't be hard on yourself. At some point you'll get out of that. You'll join, yeah. you'll join the rest. And you know, people yeah. think, you know, it's okay. We all think. Tag team. You're never alone. 100%. Human experience. Absolutely. Gotta, 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 we can't uh, transcend it. This whole like, oh, like right. idea of like spirituality is transcending over everything. No, it's not. No, exactly. Exactly. Because the ascension process is a descension process. Like well, you said, it's anchoring the light right. into the human. So, so I, so like the, I don't like to use the, the word descension just for, uh, for a specific reason. Okay, so, I like, love it. so for me, it is anchoring, you know, like our higher yeah. self, our, our, our light, like light self, whatever it's anchoring in. So the reason I don't like to uh, use the word descension is because, uh, so, so, um, Ooh, I get to perhaps introduce a lot of people to, to the topic of anthroposophy. I love it. So, yes. Anthroposophy states, and mind you, this is channeled from like the very, like, if you really dig like rabbit holes into like, into the really uh, like up there um, past, like spiritual teachers, like people that made a, a big difference in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so people like uh, Steiner, uh, Rudolf Steiner, um, uh, Helena Brotvatsky, um, there's, there's, oh, um, what's his name? Um, what's that guy? Uh, what's, what's his name? Hold on, hold on, hold on, what's his name? Um, I'm not gonna remember it anyway. No, nope, okay. it's gonna just come to you as we talk. So like, <laughs> so, like, basically, like, really big deal people, they channel technically the same information. Mm-hmm. anthroposophy which is okay. anthroposophy. so basically what, what it what it's what it's i'm gonna try to like basically throw in the basics of of it so um so each solar system or each sun whenever okay. it's ready to do its development yeah um projects its let's let's say it's um itself yeah into the physical world so then so basically it's like parts of it so hence the planets so the yeah, different yeah. stages or whatever, different lessons or different structure or whatever you want to call it, like the different things that we need to go through as humanity. So, um, so there, so right now we are in, I'm going to call it phase, uh, what is it for? So basically it, it starts from up here, right? So it's like, it starts from, I'm not even going to get into the planets. Like if somebody wants to dig into that, like, you know, that's, that's on their own. So let's say they, they start with this one planet and then there's another planet, there's another planet. So there we're literally coming from spirit or uh, uh, etheric beingness or whatever. So I'm going to say spirit. We're coming from spirit. So spirit wants to come down into physicality, get low enough. So there's polarity. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're, we're coming down from like, from being like spirit beings, physical, physicalizing more and more as we drop into densities. So that's the descension. Yes. We're descending through the, through the dimensions. So that the, the ascension and descension stands for dimensions so that's what wording the wording stands for uh so so yeah so now we're we're at the fourth which is there's seven so everything's technically in sevens when you come when when you go into spirituality there's a lot of you'll see the number seven a lot so anyway so so we we are finally at this mid planet where we are we we got to the most dense possible version of ourselves we have all this polarity to learn from we are learning hardcore, et cetera, et cetera. So now finally we are going back up. We're starting to exit or like working on exiting from, from, um, from um, Kali Yuga. So we're going up now. So okay. like now we're going to be, we're going to be in 
you know, going into other spheres is what the, we, we're we calling them, like other planets, like spheres. And these planets okay. are technically in our solar-ish. <clears throat> um, so I think the next one is Jupiter, but without getting into that, once again. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're now going back up. So this ascension process that we're going through, it's, it's we're going up in the dimensions. Okay. okay. So like, yep. Yep. 5D, whatever, you know, a lot, a lot of us don't like to use the 5D because like then people get all big headed. It's just like, it's not that anybody's better. We're just in different places, etc. Oh, like, you know, we're doing our thing. So what was my point? I totally wanted to attention. Oops. No, but I love it. No, thank you for that. Cause now I have to do some research. Cause I, I, that just like the imagery made so much sense where, yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Rudolf Steiner. What was the other guy, guy's name? What's that guy that, that did a lot of, um, channeling. Why can't I remember his name? But I'll I'll give you his information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so um, I don't know if I introduced you to um, a YouTuber called uh, Gigi Young. She actually talks about this topic a lot. Okay, cool, cool. I definitely want to hear about it. She has extreme, extremely long lectures, and okay. they're just, oh Love my it. god. <laughs> so she's like hardcore because she, she was just like things just don't make sense. She she was like I've been digging for years, you know, and she's like she's not. Like she's, she's really good. She's really good at explaining all this stuff and putting it together. She's a channeler. So she goes into her own, you know, like world or whatever. She's uh -huh. like, she's wonderful. Love it. Uh, yeah. What was my point? What were we talking about? I don't remember. Um, what were we talking about? Let's circle back around. This is what happens when you live in a meditative state. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Same. I've always lived this way. And I was like, I've, I've, I've uh, put it as one foot in both worlds. So like yes. one is in the physical and one is in spirit. That's how yes. I, I didn't, I didn't understand how else to put it, but yeah. yeah. So then I was saying I live in a meditative state, but I think it's more than that. I, I think it's like, like you said, theta, I think it's like li living because yeah, that it makes sense. Cause I don't, you know, like I have to put myself in a different state to be able to socialize. 100%. Yeah. That's why I like that's like why especially even to like when you start looking at it with brain frequencies like so many substances make sense you know what I mean like you know and like that's what's hard is like so when they give like kids Adderall essentially what they're doing is like putting their body into fight or flight mode with the over exhaustion of the adrenal gland right which takes them out of what feels like fight or flight mode in their heads because they are unaware of how to bring their energy down from the higher chakras into their body but where we've got plenty of tools and other ways to be able to do that if we can know that that's what's going on we don't need to keep on depleting our body and putting it in fear mode just to get it back into survival mode you know it's wild it's yeah. wild it's wild uh but you know I'm yeah like, right i'm trying not to even go there i know like we can go on deep to more tangents ah. <laughs> yeah right exactly okay so um because i want to talk about you all right so um yeah, let's talk about um, alternative alternative recovery and its relationship to spirituality. Amen. So, thank you for asking. Now, I I came to the conclusion a few years back that I was not alone in this experience. Right that um, that my addiction was directly correlated to my psychic abilities, which you could say which, you know, whatever people want to say where they come from, right? Like whether I was like, you know, hypersensitivity attuned because of traumas in my life, like what I was born this way, I chose this path, it's all feeds into it, right? But like, I, um, once I started to remember things too from childhood, like, 
the night terrors that I used to have. And again, it was, I always worked and saw the darker things, you know what I mean? Which again, helped me to have very little fear. Cause I've like stared demons in the face and been like, I love you. You're okay. I see you, you know? So, um, yeah. So once I like really started to realize I, I couldn't be alone in this, that this was like really what was happening, because all of this mediumship stuff doesn't show up cinematically. That's, that's the thing that we all need to understand is that it doesn't show up like it does in movies. We're working with the subtle energies, right? Like when I am, when I get visited by a, a higher dimensional being, it, it's not an alien standing in my bedroom. You know what I mean? Like I'll be like just about to fall asleep or I'll be in meditation, whatever the thing is, um, or just on like in a deep relaxed state sitting outside, whatever the space is, right? typically for me shows up as light. Like it's like light and a feeling and a color. And, um, and you know, like you get the tingle, like you feel it, you just know that you're in the presence of something. And a lot of times, like the way that it speaks to me is, um, it sounds like white note, like, you know what I mean? Like you can't decipher what it's saying. When you try to decipher what it's saying, you like lose it, right? It's just about like allowing it to come through. And you start to, when you allow it, you get feelings, you get images, you get, you like, it, it, it gets downloaded into you, you know? And so again, like I said, it doesn't, it, and, and so it, it took me a while to figure out what was happening because I kept waiting for things to show up cinematically. So I kept doubting what it was I was experiencing, you know? Um, and like I said, once I realized all of my sensitivities and like, um, yeah, and the ways that it does show up for me, the, the more I accepted what was happening was happening, the stronger that got. And, and, you know, to the point where I have, I have seen a physical manifestation has appeared in front of me. And I would tell you, it's funny because like, you think, you ask for this stuff because you're like, come on, let me just like, you know, like I like I know you're there, you know. So you ask for this stuff, but the frequency is so high, it will stun you. Like I sat after I and it was, I I I want to say it, it like Limerian feeling, um, and it was like coming for, like it was more like a time traveling essence, um, but again, like I said, not entirely. I couldn't speak to it because I was stunned in, in place was in like a mountain up in California. And I didn't move for a half hour, just sat there frozen still, you know, um, and couldn't really even speak afterwards for a while. So it's like, that's the thing is like for, for these beings to lower their frequency enough to be able to like, like show themselves actually, um, like you gotta be able to meet them halfway. So uh, yeah. So that's the thing is, like I said, the more I've been able to allow myself to open up to that, the more I've been able to help other people do the same thing, which is what I love to do. So that's why I'm a psychedelic integration coach. That's why I specialize in alternative recovery. So, um, essentially I help other people open up to their spiritual gifts that, um, you know, and it's not always like, to me, recovery doesn't just mean substances. I think every human is recovering from something. That's another form of my alternativeness, right? Like I could not buy it when people said that my brain was different and broken and was forever going to be this way. And I have to limit myself from all of these other experiences that I could have in life because I'm not capable or powerful enough. And, um, you know, you know, another thing it was like, I couldn't, like, I didn't understand sobriety. Like, what does that even fucking mean? You know, like to me, that sounds like a punishment for being broken or different. And then again, no 
no teacher, no sponsor that I could have could had a definitive answer. It was different for everybody what that meant, right? Like, so for one person, if I got prescribed something from a doctor, I was okay, right? For another person, if I took cold medicine, that was a relapse, you know? Like, so there was just, nobody could give me a straight answer. And I am somebody who, if I can't understand or wrap my mind around the why, or have it make sense, I, I can't do it. Like, just like homework, right? Like, I just don't get why this is important. So that was the thing. So that was never going to work for me. Every time I made sobriety the goal, I fell short because I just didn't understand it. And, and then, of course, when I would do something that felt like a relapse, I would get fuck it mode, right? Well, I already did this thing, so I'm going to, like, go for it. So when I changed my goal, my intention to freedom, and allowed myself the space to experience especially, like I said, now, you know, after using a powerful psychedelic, I was very much so opened up to these different plant medicines. Right. And, and really was like, you know, got in touch with my intention, you know, like I did have a long period of what you could call sobriety after, um, after my experience with Ibogaine, just because I wanted to first like figure out what the fuck just happened. You know what I mean? Like, just like, holy, holy, like, you know, self-induced ego death. So I took that space, but I didn't ever tell myself I couldn't have anything. And I think that's what helped me to have that space at first was like, no, we're just taking some time right now. Right. And then like down the road, we can like implement things and see if it works for us and what doesn't, you know, and that's what helped me, you know, to like, I, I didn't do any substances or anything for like probably like five to six months, you know? Um, and then it started with like weed and, and it was something, and that was never like necessarily my thing, but it really helped with my tummy. And I definitely very, I was like, Oh, I really do use this medicinally. Like my goal isn't to get high. And that's what kind of like changes. I noticed I didn't, I no longer liked to be out of control of myself. I know I, I like to microdose things. I like, you know what I mean? Like to, and I, you know, and, and any spirit I use, no matter, even if it's a pharmaceutical cold medicine, like that I need, I thank it. I set my intention with it. You know what I mean? I, and I ask it to heal or work or help me in whatever way. And like, so I really work with people on figuring out and getting to the root of like what they're running from to begin with. Cause that's the thing is I just feel like traditional recovery is abandoned, like everything else. You know what I mean? It's like, they want you to replace your addiction to a substance, to an addiction to meetings. And, um, you know, so yeah, so my path to recovery just includes, um, a lot more, tools and coping skills that I feel like is kind of taught, which is so interesting. So now I'm going to get it on a tangent because, so I also, I teach, um, so I volunteer with an AODA program that is mainly traditional recovery. I let them know going into it. I'm, I'm an, I'm an alternative recovery coach. I, I was like, listen, like your recovery works for you. Like I'm not ever knocking, like whatever works for you works for you, but I would love to be able to teach these people some coping skills. So it was super funny is I, I was at a meeting then, then it again, it was ran like a 12 step meeting, which again, like I said, I have no problem going to, I don't say that I'm an addict in meetings because I believe in self-fulfilling prophecies and I am no longer an addict. So I just say, my name's Amanda and I have the desire not to use today, but, um, so I go to this meeting, right. And there's these old timers. And one of the guys asked, I'm about to get off of probation parole. I'm scared. Do you have any coping skill recommendations? Like, what are some things that I can do if I want to use after probation? And so I let, of course, the, the, the like the old timers go first, like, you know what I mean? And, and they're so interesting because they, they tell him 
the the just your your very basic AANA stuff, right? Like get to a meeting, have a sponsor, have people to call, yada yada. And I'm sitting here and I was like, oh, okay, like I he already knows that part. So I was like, thank you for sharing. Can I share? And they were like, sure. So I was like, listen, like here's some tool, like breath work is gonna be a game changer. It was like, I've gotten higher on breath work than I ever did on drugs, you know, meditation. And I and I circling over all of these different coping skills. Well, come to find out after I share, the old timers are like, oh yeah, I do Wim Hof. Oh yeah, I'm actually a Buddhist. And I was like, then why aren't you sharing this? Like, you know what I mean? Because it's like, it's just like it I, to me, traditional recovery has just become very microwaved in the sense that they're just like these words that everybody repeats, you know, like these are the answers to the questions and it's the same answer, right? So rather than sharing with this guy tools that they use, you know, they are just repeating the, the jargon, you know? So honestly, I would say like, you know, the, the, the version of the 12 steps that I created is very, very similar to the 12 steps, I believe a lot in what Bill W created, um, which he also created after an acid trip, right? So he firmly believed that acid would be what cures alcoholism. Um, I just reworded things because I think that, um, and you, and I love that you talked about the words too, because I'm all about changing how I word things to make me feel more powerful. Same thing with the freedom and the sobriety. Um, so I, I really just kind of like, added onto the 12 steps and, and rewrote them in a way that gives us a power and helps us to, rather than like feeling powerless and telling ourselves, you know, that that's one of the things I was, I was told all the time to tell myself every day that I'm an addict and that I'm broken. I'm always going to be this way. And I'm powerless to change it. And I was like, no, like I, I can't say that. Cause I don't believe that. So yeah, it's been, um, a, just like a, uh, mission and passion to just figure out ways. And I've tried on so many things. Like that's what was my, my, like my intention, what, you know, it helped me to get outside of my own comfort zone and try new things because I knew it would be to help other people. So even if this thing wasn't my thing that I tried, it, it could be somebody else's. And then I get to teach that to other people. Um, so yeah. And so like I said, I think that like, especially with addicts, I think that, um, we are some of just like the most highly gifted, sensitive psychic beings. And that's especially why we're told we're broken. Um, you know, same thing with anybody that's neurodivergent or people that suffer with mental health disorders. They're all the same fucking energy. It's all the same thing. Right. And so I, we're, you know, just told that they're disorders because that, that keeps us small and, and keeps us from exploring more. And so many people love their reason to be broken. I can't hear you. Hold on. Oh, no, that was me. That was my, that was okay. Mine. I was like, oh no, what did I do? It was noisy. So I was like, let me oh. mute that. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, okay. Um, what was I, uh, where was I? Okay. Something that you had uh, brought up. One moment. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> I got this. You got um, it. Oh, the sensitives. Okay. So something that I spoke to, I think it was Mira. I don't remember who it was that I spoke to on one of the Ascension um, um, uh, stories episodes to that um, and other podcasts as well that I've been on um, that they take people that are sensitive. And so basically neurodivergent right. individuals, yeah. and 
and the fact that they're sensitive they also they also have issues with with uh with being in social situations because they think they're friendly right yeah. so they get picked on so the fact that they're sensitive so that hurts even more so just like all these things that are thrown at them right but they de develop um other comorbidity i can never say that word other issues such as depression and and whatever you know whatever whatever other psycho uh, psychological issues now they take these people and they lock them up in and uh mental hospitals so yeah. you take all these special people like for example autistics in my opinion specifically autistics are the shamans of the world yes mm -hmm. so they take them take them fucking lock them up so yeah. okay so we take if we take all our spiritual spiritual uh like spiritual people and we take our shamans and we, we lock them up what is the world going to look like yeah this is this is not a this is not not by design this is by design yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so yeah so i just wanted to drop that in there real quick um totally no, I agree more yeah i know i couldn't agree more like you said it's all an offshoot my my neurodivergent the fact that i saw differently felt differently thought differently you're crazy um, Right, right. So then, of course, right. That's where the that the mental health diagnosis comes from. Because of course, then I'm depressed and I'm lonely and I'm anxious and I'm scared and I'm seeing dark things and and so I don't want to tell anybody because I might be schizophrenic, right? But you know, and, hey, then, and of course, oh, cool. This substance makes me feel a little bit safer, right? So yeah, of course, you know, like I said, it all this is this ripple effect, and you know, and I, yeah, no, I I couldn't I couldn't agree more. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so the next thing that I wanted to ask, because I could just keep going on tangents, but uh, uh, okay, so the next thing I wanted to, to ask was uh, psychedelic, psychedelic integration and the importance of integrating. Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> again, right? I, I learned what to do by learning what not to do. Yeah. So um, after my experience with Ibogaine, um, I had absolutely nobody to talk to. I like, I knew one person who had had this experience, but was definitely not a good Do you person. want to tell people what Ibogaine uh, is? Yeah, I love that question. That yes. makes sense. I was like, wait a second, that everybody knows. Who loves yeah. it? Yes. <laughs> and why do I think too? Like, I, that, yeah, no, and I forget. About especially it. people like lots of people know about ayahuasca. Not yeah. a lot of people know about Ibogaine. Okay. So yes, thank you for that question. So Ibogaine is, um, to me, I consider it to be like the grandfather master healer. Um, ayahuasca, very similar, more feminine. Ibogaine, more masculine. Um, so Ibogaine is essentially the psychedelic compound found in the iboga shrub. So there is iboga and there is ibogaine, um, both. Obviously, like they're technically the same thing, but like ibogaine is synthesized from the iboga, so it's more like an extract, if you will, like making it more powerful. So typically, when like when I've sat with iboga, I'm not having as much of a profound like psychedelic experience as I am having some really profound conversations internally, right? Where like ibogaine because it's so like potent, uh, you can't. It's like DMT on steroids. Rather than like this 20 minute DMT trip, you. You've got like a 12 hour experience. Um, and it is, it is, it is beautiful in, in the same way that any dark experience is right. Like it, 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 you, it takes you through your traumas. It takes you through the things that you're afraid of it. Um, you know, I had to go to my own funeral. I, but I also got to be with all of the loved ones that I had lost. Cause I had such a hard time with grief and loss. Cause I'd lost so many people. 
So then I got to like come to terms with that. But you know, so it's like, and at the same time, the wild thing about Ibogaine is you feel it changing like yourselves. Like I would be like in the astrals hanging out with my grandma, who is like one of my guides and going through all these different things and like learning about how powerful I was. And then also I would like have this, like, you know, urge or thought to like check in with my body, be like, what's going on down there? And it would be like, it was like, it's like a sci-fi movie. Like where I like it, I could feel myself like transitioning. And um, so I began, have became very popular with its work with addiction because of the fact that when you use this medicine, now, again, this also depends on what you are on um because they are more and more opiates like suboxone methadone and especially fentanyl are long-acting opiates ibogaine has a harder time working through long-acting opiates which is why these of course aren't the mainstream things right so um ibogaine has the ability to reset your body mind and spirit to the space that it was before addiction to the point where you don't experience withdrawals afterwards so that's the pretty miraculous thing about it it's like you go through a car wash right like so after my experience which fortunately said at the time i I was on heroin which is fast acting so it's a lot easier for ibogaine to work through something like that um alcoholism same um i mean even like honest trauma mental health disorders i i have even witnessed it perform physical miracles like i've had clients i work with that were literally only on opiates because of pain like they're legitimate they're like i'm not even drug seeking like i just am in pain um and left not only not addicted to the opiates but not in pain and now if they have flare up it's it's very manageable pain um like they can like take a tylenol for you know um so, and two people it healed their infertility. So there are, because physical, physical ailments are all energetic and traumatic as well, you know? So, um, yeah, it just does incredible, incredible work. But like I said, it's, it's especially been known, um, you know, for its work in, in addiction and it's, and it's used all over the world to heal. It's used in West African cultures as a way to heal as a rite of passage into adulthood. This is really what I experience it being, you know, um, is yeah, you, you, you man up, you know, like it was like, I suddenly was taking responsibility for myself. I wasn't this victim anymore, you know? Um, and it's, it's, it's unfortunately highly illegal here in the U S. Um, so I am very fortunate. I work with the best retreat locator right outside Cancun. I took me for a while to find these guys. I wanted to find a place that, included all of the things I knew my experience was lacking, right? Like just the fact that I didn't have anybody to talk to after my experience was like, why are these people not offering aftercare, you know? Oh, that upsets me so much so much it's all just like getting get out they're just trying to make money they're not setting because to me this is this this is such deep stuff seriously can you not yep check in and make sure and have some kind of thing system whatever something set up Exactly. Well, that's huge. And that's why I decided, cause I, I was certain I was going to work with these medicines at some capacity, but I recognize the world doesn't need more shamans. I am a shaman. You know I mean? I'm a medicine woman, but the world needed people to go to, to learn how to integrate these self-induced ego deaths, whether it's from Ibogaine, mushrooms, ayahuasca, San Pedro, like whatever the thing is. I mean, even I work with a really amazing ketamine clinic here where people are having full on past life regressions, having no idea what's happening to them. 
and they need somebody to help them integrate that experience, you know? So, um, so that's where I saw we needed was, was people to help with afterwards. Um, so that's why to me, like integration is the most important thing because honestly, like knowledge is just a rumor until it lives in your body. And I have met plenty of people who consider themselves to be on the spiritual path that have sat with all these medicines, but judge the shit out of everybody. Like, you know, and they wear it as a badge and as a crown. And that's just because of lack of integration that, you know, they had the experience and cool is a beautiful experience. I learned stuff, but they never called that energy down into their body or figured out how to use the information that they were given in a way to help service the planet. And that's what it should be about. I'd like to also point out that uh, if you do substances, if you do these uh, medicines and all that stuff, does not make you spiritual. I'd like Amen. Because <laughs> there's people that straight up just do the stuff. Oh, I'm spiritual, and they act. Yeah, um, I, yeah I, call it, I call it Burning Man spiritual. Like yeah. nothing against Burning Man. Oh. But it's just like, you guys are all really wealthy too. And you're burning the man, but aren't you the man then? I just don't really understand, you know, can't wait to have that experience someday. Can't wait to check it out. But that's what I call it. The people that are just spiritual when they're like at a festival and take some psychedelic or just, you know, they said sit in circle, but then they sit here and they lord it over everybody. Like that somehow makes them better. Right. And, um, you know, but the beautiful thing that I found about this, this entire spiritual experience is this energy that is, you know, both descending and ascending us at the same time is making us be authentically who we are. And if you are somebody who veers towards the side of narcissism, you're going to get yourself a God complex. That's, you know, we're eventually, we're not going to be able to hide from exactly who we are, you know, and, and those of us who had a really hard time believing in ourselves and didn't think we deserved to take up space or that, you know, we're going to step into our power and into our role as, as the powerful beings that we are. Um, there's, there's a, uh, uh, what do I call it? I'm going to call it a sentence because for some reason I don't know what, what to call it, um, in the Bible that, uh, says something along, along the lines of the meek will inherit I think about this all the time. Inherit the what? Inherit the earth. Yep. The meek shall inherit the earth. I think about that all the time. All the time. Like, like, can't even say that's like one of the Bible verses that runs through my head all the time that just like reminds me. It's not about how wealthy, how powerful, how whatever you are. It's about being humble. Like, you know, like it, like it really is because there's, you know, I, and I, you know, feel very called to, to step into a more powerful role and hopefully use that platform for good but with no desire to have that power necessarily which is why I feel like I like it's like I'm like oh okay spirit fine I will do it fine you know but that's exactly it the meek will inherit the earth it does not matter your title your riches doesn't fucking matter exactly exactly Uh, I just want to say I think I already said but I just want to say it again thank you so much for fucking doing this fucking work Yes, thank you. And yeah, I I hope there's more people that are, you know, rising to this kind of calling. Uh, those people, you know who you are, you would have had a similar experience to Amanda here. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like we- that voice that tells you, you have to be ready because you are never going to feel ready. I will tell you, the thing is like, I just had to become friends with my fear because you know, courage isn't the absence of fear. It's, it's, it's doing what you need to do with the fear. And I'll tell you, it doesn't necessarily get less scary. It gets more comfortable to be in the fear is what it is, you know? 
Exactly, exactly. Uh, when I see fear, you know, w- within me, I'm just like, cool. Yep, yep. Anyway. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Letting me know. Doing yeah. it anyway. Yeah, right, exactly. Got no choice. <laughs> like, yeah, just balance it out with your heart. You're good. You're good. Yep, exactly. you can do it. And if you can't do it, you'll st- you'll be okay. 100%. You, you failed. That's how yep. we learn. That's how we, we gain the wisdom. It's okay. Do it exactly. anyway. Exactly, exactly. Especially if it has the potential to help others. Right. When so many people are afraid to be wrong and it's like, your beliefs are allowed to change. That's what like, that's another thing. Yeah. That's the thing. Like your beliefs should change. Like we don't know. We evolve. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And so many people are afraid to like speak on something because they don't want to be wrong or they've already spoke on something and they've come to the realization that they might have misspoken, but now they have to defend what they said and they can't be like, Hey, I grew, I like, you know, things change, you know? And that's, that's the thing is like, we're, like you said, we're always, always changing. And I mean, never in my life, you would have told me 10 years ago, this is who I would have been. I would have said you were nuts and probably been a little grossed out by it because remember I was the tough girl. So. Right, 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 right. I never, I technically never wanted to be down this, you know, go down this route of spirituality. It was just kind of like, nope, you're pushing you this way. Nope, nope, nope. nope. no no I want to be normal I know exactly right that didn't work (laughs) I know right now I'm like what does it even mean now I'm like oh thank goodness you know but again it takes that hindsight and that faith in the middle of it yep exactly absolutely Mm -hmm. okay so uh let's get into breaking out of spiritual conditioning yeah so this one has been I'm really feel called to dismantle a lot of the current spiritual conditioning and philosophies and programming like it was really difficult for me even like on my TikTok platform to speak about the things that I speak about because of um not wanting to be necessarily included in that and then I had to realize that like if people include me in that and can't see that I'm like trying to dismantle that then that's whatever you know but like um yeah, you know, anything that becomes mainstream, like it's like it's like such a double-edged sword, isn't it? Like when I remember a time when I like couldn't wait for this stuff to be mainstream and like talk about this stuff with people. And now that it's happened, and I'm like, oh no, oh, that's your oh you're that's not that's I, I get why you see it that way, but that's not what yes, I know. You know. And it's like, uh, so now it's like it's like like or or even like like um I like, I love like my nature. I'm a nature snob, like in the sense that like, I don't like the humans around with <laughs> like, I'm like, just please get out of my spot. Um, I so space with, I know. Oh, but so it's like, I have this special spot that I go to and there was never anybody there. Never. Right. And now there's always loads of people. And so like inner me is like, okay, this is you. This is good. The humans are enjoying the nature too like you know what I mean like okay okay it's like you can't be annoyed about it there's like this is growth this is growth but like (laughs) get out of my nature so um yeah so it's really important to me to help people understand that like a we're not like we talked about with the 5d thing like you're not going to the fifth dimension is it that's like a place right like it's like the third dimension is physical reality right so like when you die you'll just like only exist in these other dimensions right but as long as you are a living human being you're going to be here in the physical reality and you know and it's like so, and so many people like you said get the big head where they treat like 5d like it's a party that only some people get into mm-hmm. and that like you know and like and the, and we talked about too even just like like with like how you said like the medicine 
doesn't make you spiritual. Neither does doing yoga. Neither does being a vegan. Neither does, like, you know what I mean? Like, neither does meditating. Neither, like, neither does breath work, you know? Like, that's not what it is. You know, everybody's having a spiritual experience. As a, a highly sensitive person, those tools have helped me to learn how to feel like I have a little bit more control over the experience that I'm in, even though it's not as much about control as it is about surrender. And with meditation and breath work, I get to choose to consciously tap into it. Now, am I religious about it? No, absolutely not. Some days I will do it multiple times a day because that's what I need in those moments. Other weeks I won't, you know, like, because I'm always having a spiritual experience, you know? And so, um, you know, I just like, there's so much, and there's like, there's just like this belief that we have to be happy or the high frequency all the time. And, and my guides have kind of shown me frequency in the terms of a color chart or a color wheel rather than like higher to lower, because I think our human minds do that. And they're like, then it's like better or worse, which isn't like a real thing. They're all equally valuable emotions. You know, I've also really um, learned that it's very important when somebody it doesn't matter whether, you know, I don't care if it's a stranger. This is just a good habit. Somebody asks you how you're doing. Don't say good or bad, right? Because those things don't exist. Like give your emotions a label, give it a name. How are you? You know what I mean? Like I'm feeling really nurtured today. You know, I'm feeling really loved or like, you know, but like, you know, or I'm feeling, you know, depressed, you know, that's, you know, that can work too, but just like, not like, just like this good and bad and trying to compartmentalize everything and also like honoring everybody's spiritual experience you know like it's like people that are into the new age thing think that like the new age is the only thing just like christians think that christians are the only, you know and they try to say like it's not a religion i'm like but it, but it is a religion you know and so it's like just like you know the being flexible with your beliefs too and honoring that like there is truth in everything even the things that seem like bold-faced lies there's you know there's there is a reason behind it. You know what I mean? Um, they said like, you know, like when I think about when I was getting taught in school, right. And I was like, this isn't true. Well, back in the day, I would sit here and would have thought like I was being lied to and it made me distrustful of people. But then once I recognized that like they weren't trying to lie to me, right? Like that was their truth and what they believed. And then that, that was like, oh, okay. So I don't have to like distrust people. I just have to trust my truth, right? Like it's not about what is outside of me, you know? Um, and that it's about being the most authentic version of yourself, not the prettiest, shiniest, high vibe and positive. It's about being authentic. Than others. Exactly. hundred <laughs> percent. So I really feel called and, and like, just like the elitism, like, man, like I had such a hard time too. Um, I so don't like this whole certification stuff like how silly is that do you think like that supposedly one person got downloaded with reiki and now you have to go to that person for them to attune you to reiki and then pay that per and i'm like i nothing's been a clearer pyramid scheme you know what i mean so like you mean to tell me one person only ever has was downloaded with this gift and ability you know what i mean and 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 in order to get certified by like the world reiki certification your lineage has to go all the way back to the first person and it's just like this elitism like you're doing exactly what you're pretending to be fighting against you know and so i really like to help people open up to like and, and if like dude if you feel like if that's how you learn is through certificate, you know, like I, I'm certified in a lot of different energy healings. It was just through my certification that I was like, I've been doing this the whole time. Like, why did I need somebody else to validate what I was already doing and already knew, you know? So it got to the point where I just stopped. Like, I'm, I'm very self-taught. I like to like listen to, like you said, YouTube and like different stuff like that. 
But again, source is my biggest source. So for me, my thing has been learning how to trust my inner voice and not needing consistent validation from other teachers and things and still being willing to speak on it, even though I can't necessarily back it up with a specific person right now. I'm sure there is somebody else who's downloaded the same stuff, you know, uh, cause you know, I don't necessarily think I'm special, but I, I, you know, and, and that's the thing is like, we all have these capabilities. And so it's just like, yeah, demystifying the fact that like, you know, only some of, even like with the NPC thing, like, right. Like, do I think that some people are not meant to awaken in this lifetime? Totally. But I don't necessarily think that they're like not source or they're not real. They're just as real. They're just, their role is different than mine. And I'm really grateful when I'm with those kinds of people that that's not my role, but I can hold space and love that person for playing their role perfectly. You know, I hear that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the topic that NPC has been, uh, uh, somewhat of a confusing one for me so I did kind of like like come up with my own like definition and all that stuff all it is is that you're not uh you're not let's say you haven't downloaded or whatever your your higher self and you're just kind of letting the wind you know like you know like oh well they told us to do this we're swaying this way now we're swaying this way that's that's all to me it did, did not make sense that there was nobody in the vessel Exactly. How is that possible? If a rock, yeah. I always use this as an example. If a rock, <laughs> like you know, is a source, how can this actual human not have source? Exactly, one hundred percent. It's just the role that they chose to play. Because, like you said, I mean, like we live in a world that is held together by the polarity, right? Like, and that's how we learn. So there are people who are anchoring the opposite frequency and different something than we are. And so it's just like, I like said, so now rather than being offended or feeling I have to change them or blah, 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 I can be curious and also appreciative. Like I said, cause I'm like, dang, like, I'm so glad now that my, my path might've been hard, but I don't have to play that role, you know? And um, yeah, exactly. Like I said, I know that there, I had a lot of work to do around that because I definitely feel like there is something to honoring that. Because in order to truly love people, we have to honor their role and where they're at, you know? So when we, you know, so it's like not saying that everybody can't wake, we all have the same physical vessel capability. Like just, is that what we chose in this lifetime? Is that our path in this lifetime? Because it will be in another lifetime, right? So Every single one of us will ascend at some point. Exactly, exactly. However, that is, even if it's us going back, uh, re-merging it back into source and starting yep. over again, yep. doesn't matter. It's all, source is source. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You haven't remained your individuation, which is those that are now currently ascending, will, will, we're, we're remaining our, our individuation. That's all yep. we're doing. Yep. They're no less than they just have they 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 haven't gone the same route as us. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. 100%. 100%. And then like I said, it just makes it so um, so much easier. And I definitely know like cuz I've been there. I think a lot of people what ends up happening that I notice again going back to integration is that people will get these downloads and they don't allow it to integrate into their vessel before speaking on it. And so um taking the time to marinate in things. And, and I definitely can see this a lot with content creators because they feel this pressure to create content. You know what I mean? And, and I get it. Cause I was there when I first started TikTok and did not expect the response that I got and like the amount of people. And then I felt an obligation. And so at first, you know, I, I, I felt like I had to put out a video every day. And so then I was getting a little bit more kitschy 
basic spirit like and all like you know and like and I was like no like I really want to say some things that might be triggering to people and are, are in a little off subject but you know I didn't want to rock the boat at the time and so I definitely I started and then I had to take some steps back and was like I got to remember like my authentic voice and and my truth and I think that's kind of just what happens is people um get too caught up in the the likes and the validation and so then they just kind of like regurgitate other people's teachings in, in the way that they've understood it or again like I said they've got in a download but they haven't integrated it and allowed it to actually like be in their life so that they understand it on a physical level like I always call it truth with a capital t right like somebody could tell me about their time like somebody could tell me a story about Jamaica right but they've only read about Jamaica and then somebody could tell me a story after they got back from Jamaica right so I'm going to hear and be able to feel the story more easily of the person that went there, right? It's like truth with a capital T, like it's, it lives in your body now, right? Versus just something you've read and, and exists up here in the higher chakras. Yeah, I hear that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so, uh, so um, I like to, I, I like to tell, talk to people about like new ageism, like what it is. Yep, yep. So I feel like, um, you know, people have all these different uh, opinions, obviously, and rightfully so opinions, you know, everybody has right, right. Gonna have a different opinion. But my point is that uh, there's a lot of like, oh, new ageism is bad. So here's, here's what I like to bring up to, to that. And uh, um, so so the, the, the term new ageism is an umbrella term for anything that's outside of religion. And yes. I just want to kind of point that out to anybody that doesn't understand what new, new ageism is, because it's like, it's not that it's bad because like, you know, like people kind of go like really hardcore and I'm like, it's literally anything and everything that's outside of religion, you know, like, like past that. life regression, uh, psychic ability, everything and anything is just under that umbrella. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, uh, it's like, I just like what I like to kind of uh, put that information forth. To, so people don't like, oh, that's evil. It's not, you know, I feel that so hard because, you know, so like, like, because that's the thing too, is like, so like, I, like, I'm like, just like I say, I'm a disciple of Jesus. I'm not a Christian, right? I believe that we've entered into a new age. I think everybody that went through 2020, if you're alive and conscious in 2020, we all can say like something shifted and we're not going back. Right. Like, and how many times in a, in, in, we know it throughout history, just how many, there's always new ages, right? There's the golden age, there's the Renaissance, like that's not anything new. You know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, I, I would agree. I think that like, you know, and I see a lot of like cancel culture people calling for people to stop talking about this new age stuff um, because there's a lot of people going into spiritual psychosis. There's a lot of people who are having spontaneous Kundalini awakenings happening. Um, and people, of course, they, like, like they, they need the blame. So they start to think that people are going through this because we talk about this stuff versus knowing that people get through what they're going through because we talk about this stuff right you know like especially those of us willing to like put ourselves out there and I mean I had a friend who was not woo woo at all didn't necessarily I mean, she was always she's always been very open-minded like not judgmental but natural skeptic but didn't believe in any of this stuff didn't practice any of this stuff and all of a sudden she messages me and was like, I need to talk to you today. If that's, it's like, it is, it's, I mean, it is my friend, but it's not even my friend's, my sister's friend, technically. And I really need to talk to you today. I think I had a Kundalini experience and I was like mind blown considering who this was. And I was like, yeah, I'll be there in a second. And sure as shit, like not even like a small one, it was like, I mean, like 
she, and again, and, and she confirmed too, I have a strong belief that panic attacks are the, that's, that's Kundalini ascension symptoms, right? And if you can go further into the panic attack rather than running from it, you'll be led through one of these experiences as well. But so, yep, so if for her, it started as a panic attack. She said she couldn't help but go into it. Like the, then she's like, this voice clear as day is guiding her. She had to go through each of her chakras and each of her chakras contained different insecurities that it like made her face. And when she'd face it internally, it kept switching from like really uncomfortable feeling to orgasmic. And she's like, and an orgasm is like not even the way to describe it because it's my whole body. And she's like, she was moving or she's like, I was doing Kundalini yoga without knowing what Kundalini yoga was. And, and I said, this happened completely spontaneously and she's like in her bathroom she's like I don't know what I don't know how long this lasted it they made her take a cold shower which I had that experience as well like to ground it into my body and and um and she and she like I mean she's like my life is obviously like forever changed in ways I can't even describe but she's like my fear fears I she, and like and, and and she's like everything she liked she was into like murder mysteries and like really like you know like kind of like darker stuff and now she's like all I want to do is listen to like sound healing and like mm-hmm. and you know what I mean it was like every she's like dude I don't even know like it just all shifted and that's the thing is like she's like but thank you because she's overheard me talking about my experience. She knew what was happening to her, right? And that, so that's the thing is like, I'm like, I'll, I'll be the crazy one. I'm used to being the crazy one, that's fine. You know what I mean? You know, so that people, cause this stuff is happening. Like it just, it is wake, it's like a bomb set to go off of inside of you, you know? Especially to people who have no practices. Because I get asked that question all the time by people who practice a lot of Kundalini yoga is how did you do this? Right. Like I've been practicing this forever and it hasn't happened to me. And I'm like, cause you're trying too hard. Like it's just whenever it's meant to happen. Exactly. Yep. Stop trying to force it. Cause it is happening for most people. It happens in small doses. It happened to me in small such a doses, crazy that's right. way. Yes, and that's how you want it to happen. Trust me. Wow. You know, after wow. my experience, I couldn't talk for six months. Ooh. I like, I, I, I I was scared I was never I was like well this is my life now <laughs> like you know what I mean like I was it was it was intense um you know and so that's why I tell people all the time too I was like it showed up for me in such a drastic way a because I spent a really long time running but also because for the longest time I, believing in myself was the hardest thing like I said the imposter syndrome was so real for me where I was like I can't fucking do this you know like um you know, relive in past life as Jesus. And most people are like, yes, I am Jesus. And I'm like, oh God, no, please, no, no, no. Like, I don't want to do any of this. I don't think I can, you know? So it was so scary for a while because I just had to keep on like, you know, accepting my power and abilities. And and um, so for people in small, especially it releases your karma. So you have a dose of it and now you have to face whatever you released energetically in your external world so I had a shit storm of karma I had to heal in a two-year period of time following mine it was just it just 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 batshit craziness for two years just boom 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 and I was like holy shit you know what I mean so yeah like I said when it happens in small doses then it's going to be more like oh this awakening okay now I have to tell my mom my boundary right and you get like that small dose of it rather than having to like face all of that all at once right you're you're so on point with that exactly yeah Um, yeah when when mine happened I was I was 16 years old I knew nothing I've never heard anything about spiritual nothing nothing Mm -hmm. it was many 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 years later that I realized what had happened to me 
oh, wow. the scariest experience of my life. That, that. the most unpleasant, the most scariest. It will, it will forever, no matter what happens to me in my life, that will forever remain the scariest experience. Yes, because I had no reference point. So it's great to hear. Like, I'm so glad that there are people talking about this. Yes. I'm so glad that the topic of spirituality is out there. So people are not alone. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing Oof. I said. And it's like, people can try to cancel. And, and, you know, like I said, and that's why it's like, people just get so tripped up on words you know like I said like it's like the minute I talk about being a psychic or kundalini stuff they're like oh you're a new ager and like you said it's an umbrella I'm like I I'm a new ager I'm a Taoist I'm a Buddhist I'm a I'm I'm all of it and none of it you know what I mean I just started to call myself a dittoist because like somebody's like I believe in evolution I'm like ditto you know and somebody's like I believe in Jesus I'm like ditto you know like I believe there's place there's truth in absolutely all of it ditto dittoist Uh Nobody yep. will understand, but nonetheless, it's cool. So let's get into soul recovery and uh, all that stuff. What you I got appreciate to- you. Thank you. Yeah, that's going to be my, my little shameless plug. Um, Go ahead. Yeah, well, because we're still in the process of creation. Um, so I am doing my darndest. Um, so I, like I said, I do the psychedelic integration coaching, but I am only one person and I am feeling... Um, especially with how busy I'm getting uh, that these medicines and all of this different way of healing is, uh, is blowing up and it's just going to blow up bigger. And so here's the thing is like, we deserve to have the same kind of fellowship that 12 step recovery has, you know what I mean? And that is the biggest piece that I see that is missing for a lot of people. Not everybody is as fortunate to have the family that I had to come back to. Right. So, um, you know, and I eventually ended up like, you know, making friends who weren't in recovery by any stretch of the imagination, but like, you know, weren't using at the same time. So, uh, you know, so that's the thing is like, I, I work with a lot of people who come from very abusive homes that you like, are really a- alone. You know what I mean? And even though we're never alone, um, and as you know, like a star seeds, like working all the whatever we are, we all spread out for a reason, you know, but, um, I really, um, so, so recovery, like I said, is I, I, I did my own version of the 12 steps, um, that, are very similar to the 12 steps, but more empowering. And it's more about rather than saying, you know, I've been powerless to this substance. It's like I've lost control over my subconscious mechanisms, my protection mechanisms, because that's really all that it is, you know, and you work together with your higher self rather than, um, yeah, yeah like you have to surrender all your power. It's owning your power at the same time while surrendering to your power and walking that fine line in the balance. And, and it's continuing to surrender your will to your highest timeline every day and, and the being of service and stuff. But but um, so really what I'm in the process of doing with soul recovery, uh, a few things is I am creating a, uh, like a safe space that I want to have um, meetings, which hopefully will be in person, you know, like as this does grow and we have more people in the cities doing the things. So, but it's going to start obviously virtually first. Uh, so we we're, we'll have like, you know, daily, nightly meetings. Um, I'm, I'm really like super lucky to be like training all of these other really beautiful people who are also on the same path to like help me do this stuff. Um, Right. That's the coolest part. So we're going to have meetings. I really want to, so I want to provide educational materials on what these different medicines are. I want people to have access to reputable medicinal people because I have worked with a lot of people who have gotten scammed and because this stuff is gaining in popularity. There's so many, and we just talked about it too. Like if that place does not offer you any sort of aftercare, don't fuck with them. You know what I mean? If they don't like, 
Yeah. So I want people to have access to like really good medicine people and sacred spaces for, for that kind of stuff. I think that's a lot of what prevents people from, from this alternative path is not knowing where to go. Um, so I, I want educational materials like that, uh, coursework. I want to be able to provide a space for other people who have their own unique recovery path. Cause it's not a one size fits all type thing. So I'm creating that kind of sacred space. And then I'm also starting a nonprofit, um, essentially that's going to feed into it. So the membership fees for this space, um, I'm also creating, I've got these really cool t-shirt ideas. So part of those proceeds too, are all going to go into this nonprofit um, that is going to help provide scholarships for addicts who are currently using. Cause that's the thing that that's the hardest part of my job, man, is I get to talk to beautiful people who want it, like want it and are crying on the phone with me, but they're homeless or they're, you know what I mean? And like, and I, it, I like, I can't do anything, you know, and that's, oh, it's, you know, and I know that's by design and it's, but I was like, I have to create a way for people who do want the help and can't find, I mean, we're in a, a freaking crazy financial situation as like, you know, who's got $8,000 lying around to go to Mexico, um, let alone a freaking passport, you know? So I wanted to be able to find a way to create a scholarship. And even if it's not for, I begin then some of these other medicines or just like, again, dispelling the elitism of all it's so expensive to heal holistically and that's bullshit it doesn't need to be yeah it's bullshit yep. 100 yep so that's what i'm doing so that'll be soul recovery um so my so my my coaching business right now is called harmony i am and that's like my one-on-one -on -one coaching um and I call it that because that's what my energy does. I harmonize energies. Um, so yeah, so Harmony I Am is, is my coaching. But again, like I said, so Soul Recovery is going to be the platform. Um, yeah, and, and the foundation. Sweet. And mm -hmm. everybody, I am going to, as usual, put everything, all the notes and stuff in the description below um, or in the description. Um, check her out. I mean, or if you know somebody, if you're struggling yourself. Yeah, you know, send them my way. Send it my way, man. I mean, like, yeah, my, my biggest platform is TikTok. Again, listen, that was, that was a surprise to me, but, um, so, you know, on TikTok, I'm, I'm at cosmic soul underscore guide, same thing as with Instagram. Um, but yeah, literally fastest, easiest way to get a hold of me is my email. I try to funnel everything to email because my brain can't keep up with all the outlets. So my email is harmony. I am coaching at gmail.com. Um, find me. I'd love to help. Yeah even if it's just advice, my consultations are free too. So like, even if you don't have money to pay me for coaching and you just have questions, let's just hop on the phone. I'll try to just like info dump. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah. So well, let's see, what did I write down here? Um, okay. So, uh, something I, I feel like we, we might've not, um, um, tuned into enough or at all. I'm not sure. Uh, is, um, you know, like, because I made the statement, you know, about spirituality, you know, like, you know, like, you know, just because you do this, or that, or whatever, yeah. doesn't make you spiritual. But what I would like to add to that is that what makes you spiritual is um, basically connecting to your heart and everything yeah. else kind of, you know, falls into place. I think that's what spirituality is. If you take the heart out of spirituality, it's, 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 uh, it's like, it's like a purse. It's like, a, it's, it's like jewelry. What's the 100%. word? It's a accessory, a badge. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. If you take the heart out of it. Yeah. So like spirituality is, is, you know, uh, finding your path, your way, which always, always, always includes healing. Cause we live here on earth. 
where all of us been through some stuff. Yeah, so, all of us. And that's what I said, recovery is not just substances. Yep. Uh, so spiritual is healing, but it's, it's again, it's really like the, the whole main thing is the heart. And to cover uh, cover in that, um, the, the heart the, to, to get into or to get to the uh, fifth dimension, it's not because you're better than other people, <laughs> but no, it's right. because, because you see the world through the, through the heart. That's all the fifth dimension is. It's expanding your perception to include your heart, not just your eyes, your ears, yeah. your whatever senses. Yeah. Makes you in the fifth dimension. It's as simple as that. Amen. Yeah, that's perfectly sad. Yep. I love that. I love it because that it really is that simple. Yep. Yeah. So the last thing I wanted to mention, uh, the thing that we we spoke about in the beginning that I wanted to mention. So, uh, so me and Amanda are thinking of uh, getting getting uh, Taylor on. Um, she's she was on one one of the episodes uh, on the sexual stories. So we're we're uh, we're neurodivergent. Um, Taylor is uh, has only been diagnosed with ADHD, but you know doesn't say anything because you know doctors don't always know everything. I'm just saying uh just leaving at that but anyway so me uh me and amanda here are autistic yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> so, asperger's right right yeah. right yeah. so yeah. the reason i don't use the word asperger's anymore is because it's no longer in the dsm which is, is it good. now is it gone good yeah uh, years. it's been gone for like at least i feel like at least six years okay yeah that was always my cousin i just always remembered it because i did have a cousin who was diagnosed with it and i was like man i resonate with you boy you know what i mean and yeah that was yeah yeah, yeah. I, like, that's, I like the spectrum because it's yeah. just yeah, I like the, I like just like the neurodivergent or or whatever. They used to say Asperger's because I technically like I was like you know autism sounds severe. Yeah, you know, right. And it very well. It's it's what society still kind of thinks that it's like it's only when it's like a severe disability. It's not. It's not yeah. very different um, abilities or 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 hardships. Yep. On the spectrum, different ways of being able to function and. A lot of people are out there that are on the spectrum, on the autistic spectrum, yep. that have no idea because they can pass as normal. Exactly. That's huge. And that's why I think it's so important that we talk about it. Cause that really was honestly, like you said, and I'm sure your Kundalini stuff was the like same was like, um, my masks went away. I didn't really know that as I like had hunches where I was like, that could really be a thing. But once my masks went away, I felt so naked and exposed because I couldn't not be I couldn't not I like just geek out in the middle of a grocery store or like you know like talk to myself out loud or like the like play with my fingers that just like the things that I do to like you know feel grounded I couldn't not do it anymore you know and so I really had to get comfortable with embracing that because I was like okay this is what it is now like we, we, there's no reason to mask but of course you know like I said when you don't know it's a mask I didn't know it was a freaking mask <laughs> I had no idea I thought I really was that confident crazy girl which I am ultimately down the road. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to, uh, yeah, we're gonna, if, you know, if it works out, we're going to have this video. I really looking forward to us getting together. I have a feeling we're going to have a lot of fun because the three of us oh. technically never got together. Yeah. It's always like two on two. You know what I mean? Like one. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> So, so I already have a couple of um, autistic videos, you guys, if you have not checked it, them out yet. One was with, uh, with another uh, woman that's been diagnosed to be, uh, she, she seems, 
she seems like a normal person, but you know, she has extreme hardships, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, she is currently a medicine woman that works with um, uh, just sensitive beings, kind of like help yeah. them, you know, get balanced and, and feel feel good and grounded and powerful, et cetera. Um, and I did another one, which was like a, 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 a me and three other ladies uh, that are also neurodivergent. I finally released that video uh, just last week. And then, yeah, like I said, this will be the third one. If it happens, I think it's going to happen. I don't see why it's not. Happen. Yeah, I think it's going to happen. Yeah. I know. Talk about cats, man. Man. Oh my God. Oh my God. Can you imagine if I, okay, I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, yeah, thank you so, so much for being here and all the work that you do. You're amazing guys. Make sure you check her out. If you know somebody that needs her help, please like she offers free consultations, you know, eventually down the line, you know, there'll be other ways that she offers stuff, you know, cause she obviously is just one person. Um, I'll make it accessible, man. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. So, so like the, these Ascension stories, you know, part of what I'm doing is uh, my biggest thing is uh, to make sure like, you know, we present like, you know, whoever's on that we're presenting, Hey, we're, we're weirdos. Like it's okay to be weird. Right. Like you're yeah. not, a, that's the whole thing, but like, you know, also just, um, what was my point? I forgot. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, okay. So yeah, I forgot what I was saying. Um, yeah, you guys, thank you for watching. Yes. Thank you, Amanda, for being thank here. You everybody. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for yeah. having me. Yes. Yeah, All right, you guys. Bye. I'll see Bye, guys. you in the next video. Woo!